This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Kansas State University's Master of Agribusiness program, a business-focused master's degree for professionals in food, animal health, and agribusiness. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. China's near-record purchase of U.S. corn announced today has some excited about the prospects of increased trade with the country, but increasing tensions between the two countries are threatening to spoil the gains made since the signing of the Phase 1 trade deal earlier this year. The Department of Agriculture announced today that China had committed to buy nearly 2 million metric tons of U.S. corn for delivery in the marketing year beginning in September. The sale is the largest so far this year, topping a 1.7 million ton purchase on July 16th. It also represents the third largest purchase commitment ever. But ag interests want to see more, especially with ag byproducts. While the purchases under the Phase 1 are in improvement over trade war conditions, National Corn Growers Association President Kevin Ross says they're hopeful for further progress for corn and biofuels in more talks. You know, I think we're all a little bit concerned that phase two may not exactly happen uh, or, you know, it, it's an if or ever type situation. So uh, so pushing directly back on those uh, portions of the tariffs is going to be key and um, making sure that, as you mentioned, the retaliatory side is, is what uh, is really holding us back from that um, potential, you know, billion gallon market. Bill Thompson has more details on the purchase and the status of the U.S.-China relations in his coverage on agripulse.com. Negotiators are scheduled to meet again this evening on efforts to secure a deal on coronavirus relief legislation. But for agriculture, the devil is going to be in the details or lack thereof. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A Senate Democrat fears biofuels won't get COVID aid if language on how to spend $20.5 billion for agriculture in the next coronavirus relief bill is vague. Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota says the text must be more specific. What I'm concerned about is if you have two broad of a language, like Senator Hovind has first proposed, then the USDA is going to do whatever they want. She argues President Trump's Environmental Protection Agency has already shown a complete bias in granting small refinery waivers in the renewable fuels standard. Unrelated but related. And if you just give them the power to do whatever they want, there's no reason to believe that they're going to care about keeping biofuels strong because of what you've seen them do to biofuels even before the pandemic. And that's why we have to have some specific language. Republican Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas says the text is broad because the administration did not want to be too prescriptive. But he thinks the money will be able to take care of industries impacted by coronavirus, such as the biofuel sector. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Aside from biofuel specifics, other corners of farm policy are also keeping a keen eye on the bill and hope to have priorities of their own included. In recent months, several lawmakers have introduced bills to allow for greater distribution of state-inspected meat as a way to boost the industry's processing capacity. South Dakota Republican Mike Rounds took to the Senate floor today to call for his legislation to be included in future coronavirus relief. Currently, 27 states operate state meat inspection programs. Meat and poultry inspected at these facilities are already sold for public consumption in the states where they are licensed. Today, if you had meat or poultry processed at a South Dakota inspected facility in Hudson, South Dakota, you wouldn't be able to sell it across the border just a few miles away in Iowa, but you could sell it several hundred miles away in Lemon, South Dakota. His bill would allow state inspected facilities to sell their products across state lines. A similar measure from Congressman Dusty Johnson of South Dakota would require the products be sold via e-commerce to retain traceability. 
There's also the Ramp Up Act, introduced by House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson and former Chair Frank Lucas in the House and Kansas Republican Jerry Moran and Minnesota Democrat Amy Klobuchar in the Senate. The bill would provide grants to state-inspected facilities to bring their locations up to federal inspection standards and allow for interstate shipment of their products. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Kansas State University's Master of Agribusiness program is a business-focused master's degree for professionals in food, animal health, and agribusiness. We blend online learning with face-to-face opportunities so you can acquire the skills you need to make better business decisions on the farm or in the boardroom. We're not your average MBA. For more, visit mab.ksu.edu. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.